Solomon. The story of Solomon is told in the third book of Kings. He was the son of David and Bathsheba, who had formerly been the wife of Urias the Hittite. Solomon married the daughter of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, which shows how the fortunes of the Israelites had drastically changed from being a subject people to a great nation which had achieved considerable importance and expansion by the end of the reign of King David. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, asking, What wilt thou that I should give thee? And Solomon said, Thou hast shown great mercy to thy servant, David my father, even as he walked before thee in truth and justice, and an upright heart with thee. And thou hast kept thy great mercy for him, and hast given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. Give therefore to thy servant an understanding heart, to judge thy people, and discern between good and evil. For who shall be able to judge this people, thy people, which is so numerous? And the word was pleasing to the Lord, that Solomon had asked such a thing. And the Lord said to Solomon, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, nor riches, nor the lives of thy enemies, but has asked for thyself wisdom to discern judgment, behold, I have done for thee according to thy words, and have given thee a wise and understanding heart, inasmuch that there hath been no one like thee before thee, nor shall arise after thee. Yea, and the things also which thou didst not ask I have given thee, to wit, riches and glory, so that no one hath been like thee among the kings in all the days heretofore. His gift of wisdom soon showed itself. Two women appeared before him, each of whom had a child, and one of the children having been accidentally suffocated, the women each claimed the living child as her own. The king therefore said, Bring me a sword. And when they had brought a sword before the king, Divide, said he, the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. But the mother of the child said to the king, for her bowels were moved upon her, her child, I beseech thee, my lord, give her the child alive, and do not kill it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. The king answered and said, Give the living child to this woman, and let it not be killed, for she is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, seeing that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Solomon ruled in peace over all the kingdoms, from the Euphrates to the land of the Philistines, even to the border of Egypt. And they brought him presents and served him all the days of his life. In this, way, in this wise the reign of Solomon was quite different from that of his father, a reign of uninterrupted peace and prosperity. And Solomon had 40,000 stalls of chariot horses and 12,000 for the saddle. 
and the wisdom of Solomon surpassed the wisdom of all the Orientals and of the Egyptians. And he was wiser than all men, and he was renowned in all nations round about. Solomon also spoke 3,000 parables, which are written in the Holy Bible in the book of the Proverbs. And his poems were a thousand and five. And he treated about trees from the cedar that is in Lebanus unto the hyssop that cometh forth from the wall. And he discoursed of beasts and of fowls and of creeping things and of fishes. And they came from all nations to hear the wisdom of Solomon and from all the kings of the earth who heard of his wisdom. And Solomon determined to build a house to the name of the Lord and a palace for himself. He made a treaty with Hiram king of Tyre for the supply of cedar wood and fir trees from the forest of Mount Lebanus for the building of the temple. In return, Solomon allowed Hiram yearly 20,000 measures of wheat and 20,000 measures of oil. And he numbered out 70,000 men to bear burdens and 80,000 to hew stones in the mountains and 3,600 at overseers. Beside these, 30,000 were engaged for the felling of timber under the superintendence of Adoniram, thus making a total of 180,600 men employed in the work. And Solomon began to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, the traditional site of the sacrifice of Isaac by Abraham in the second month and in the fourth year of his reign. The temple was built in silence, no noise of hammer, axe or other tool of iron being heard during the building, but every beam and stone was carefully squared and fitted beforehand and now silently fixed in its appointed place. The whole occupied seven years in building. Now these are the foundations which Solomon laid to build the house of God. The length of the first measure was 60 cubits, and the breadth 20 cubits. The outer wall enclosed a large quadrangle, known afterwards as the court of the Gentiles. On a higher level, and within this, was a second quadrangle known as the court of the Israelites. Within this again, on a still higher level, was the court of the priests. At the east end was a porch ten cubits from east to west, and twenty cubits from north to south, and thirty cubits high. The walls of the temple and the ceiling of the holy place were lined with cedar, and the floor was of cedar, bordered over with planks of fir. In it stood the altar of incense, the table of showbread, and ten golden candlesticks, five on each side. Before the entrance to the Holy of Holies there hung a rich veil which separated it from the holy place. In the Holy of Holies the Ark of the Covenant was placed, and overshadowing it were two colossal cherubim of olive wood overlaid with gold. They stood on each end, north and south, facing the entrance, and having their wings extended, so that one wing of each touched over the ark, and the other touched the wall. In the court of the, the priests stood the altar of holocausts, or burnt offerings, and the brazen laver. The brazen laver was a large circular tank of brass, which rested on twelve oxen of brass, and it stood in the court east of the temple on the south side. 
The altar of holocausts or burnt offerings stood on the very site of the threshing floor of Aruina, where David had stopped the plague at the time of the census by offering a sacrifice to God. On the completion of the temple, Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 oxen and 120,000 rams. Fire came down from heaven and consumed the victims and burnt offerings on the altar, and the glory of the Lord filled the whole temple. The king then offered a prayer of dedication, kneeling on both knees before the altar and spreading his hands towards heaven. Solomon then arose and addressed the vast multitude that were assembled, reminding them of God's mercies and exhorting them to keep their hearts perfect with God and to observe his commandments. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said, I have heard thy prayer, and I have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven there and there fall no rain, or if I give orders and command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, my people upon whom my name is called, being converted, shall make supplication to me and seek out my face and do penance for their most wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. And as for thee, if thou walk before me as David thy father walked, and do according to all I have commanded thee, and keep my justice and my judgments, I will raise up the throne of thy kingdom, as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man of thy stock to be a ruler of Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my precepts and my commandments, and shall go and serve strange gods, I will pluck you up by the root out of my land which I have given you, and this house which I have sanctified to my name I will cast away before my face, and will make it a byword and an example among all nations. The Queen of Sheba, having heard of the fame of Solomon, came to try him with hard questions, and she entered Jerusalem with a great train and riches and camels, and carried spices and an immense quantity of gold and precious stones. And coming to Solomon, she spoke to him all that she had in her heart. And Solomon informed her of all the things she proposed to him. There was not any word the king was ignorant of, and which he could not answer her. And she was astonished at his wisdom and learning. She was no less surprised when she beheld his riches and the magnificence of his court and the temple, and she confessed that his wisdom and his works exceeded his fame, and that the half had not been told her. However, sadly, Solomon in his prosperity grew careless about the law of God, and in his old age he married wives of the heathen nations, women of Moab and of Ammon and of Edom and Sidon and of the Hethites. He had seven hundred wives as queens, and three hundred of inferior rank. These women turned his heart away from God and persuaded him to worship their false gods, and he burned incense and offered sacrifice to the gods of all his wives that were heathens. And the Lord was angry with Solomon, because his mind was turned away from the Lord and the God of Israel, and kept not the things which the Lord had commanded him. The Lord therefore said to Solomon, 
Because thou hast done this, and hast not kept my covenant and my precepts, which I have commanded thee, I will divide and rend thy kingdom, and will give it to thy servant. Nevertheless, in thy days I will not do it, for David thy father's sake, but I will rend it out of the hand of thy son. Neither will I take away the whole kingdom, but I will give one tribe to thy son, for the sake of David my servant, and Jerusalem which I have chosen. Thus sadly ended the days of Solomon. His reign which had shown such great promise, his great wisdom, his great sanctity, his great trust in Almighty God, was eventually diminished by his sensuality, by his love of luxury and display, and of riches. All the greatness and the magnificence of his reign, of course, was bought at a great price. He established a severe and a harsh government. He established it along the lines of the heathen nations. He established twelve districts or administrations to replace the ancient lands of the tribes of Israel. He used indentured labour to build his great projects. All of these things caused great suffering and great discontent among many sections of the population. The scandal of his worship of the pagan gods and the incredible number of his wives and concubines became a scandal to the chosen people of God and the great reign of Solomon has been greatly tarnished towards the end of his life. In spite of all of this, however, it is possible to see in Solomon a type of our blessed Lord, the glorified Redeemer. Solomon was the Prince of Peace. He showed forth great wisdom and knowledge. The greatness of his riches is a, a symbol of the riches of grace which our Lord has imparted to mankind. His establishment of the temple is a figure of the church. The Queen of Sheba, coming from afar, reminds us of the Magi who came to offer their worship to our Divine Saviour, offering him costly gifts. Our Lord, ultimately at the end, will sit on the throne of his empire, the King, the Prince of Peace. <laughs>